So welcome back to another edition of Leash Talks. Tonight we have a broad spectrum thing to talk about with money. It's money for the county, it's money for everything, it's money for progress, it's uh, people coming into the county. And tonight we're also joined by... Trudy Carmody from Experiencing Ireland. Trudy's a regular. Donald Kelly, just a fella from the town. Just a fella from the town. <laughs> wandering in off the street a few minutes ago. We have to have a few townies. We found him outside. He's sat there wandering. Yeah, he's just wandering around. We brought him in. He looked, he looked cold there, uh, Bob. Stroll in. Yeah, John Hayes, Leash People. And that's the usual cruise on tonight. We are talking about money, but what we're going to start off at first is the Christmas markets, which all appear to be happening on the same day, John. <laughs> what happened there? Well, two successive Sundays. So we'll... We'll talk about Sunday number one. You had the Port Leash market, you had the Doro market, and you Port had Leash had a funny layout too. I found Port Leash had yeah. This year, normally it's done the dead down the middle of the street, and you can approach from both sides, and you know it just seems a bit higgly piggly this year. Yeah, I I found when I got back from the Doro market, so um, I, I took public transport from market to market. Low CO two emissions, low CO two town. Oh, Keep ticking them boxes, John. <laughs> I'm such a good boy. Top of the class. I'm so top of the class. <laughs> and I, I came back and I was going to continue filming at the Port Leash Market. And I said, no, it's just, it's, it's basically the way it was laid out, it got too crowded. You had, you had choke points there. And had it been, if the configuration of the stalls had been different, there'd be no choke points. That never seemed to happen any other year, though. Well, I didn't know. Did you know that, Trudy? No, no. I found this year a little bit confusing. And yes, there was a few choke points as I went through. And it just seemed I could have been better laid out. It just, and it didn't... Ha- as a result of that, I don't think it, it gave the Christmassy vibe that you'd have liked. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get Christmas vibe at the moment, mind Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I did like, though, on a positive, I did like the amount of TY students selling their products. I thought yeah. that was a nice addition. Yeah, it's a, it, it, that does expand. Were you added, Donald, as you go along? I was added, yeah. Um, what do you think? Everything you just said, it was higgledy-piggledy. Um, it finished but, up too early, but, though, as well, but, don't worry. But what was the, like, uh, there was a lot of confusion coming up to it, whether, I suppose, whether it was going, to be, whether yeah. it was going to be held or not. So, I mean... Could have been cancelled. With due respect, I suppose, like, everybody did what they had to do and it kind of rushed. I yeah. would imagine, I can't imagine that was planned, you know, all mm. year long, but uh, um, everybody, I guess, tried their best at it, you know? But yeah. Yeah, but, but on that, I mean, back to the issue of, um, so that Sunday, you had Port Leash, Castletown and Doro Markets on the same time, not mm. only the same day, the same times. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get out to Castletown Market. Um, and then th- the following Sunday, you have Stradbally, Timahoe and Mount Rat Markets on the same day. Right. There are three big markets. Well, what would you That's suggest, three. John? Well, my, talking, if you have them each week, it's six weeks leading into Christmas. So yeah, well, my suggestion, okay, firstly that you have you have a committee, God help us, but you have one rep from <laughs> each. That's just I what know, we need another committee, or a tribe. Let's call it the uh, the leash markets tribe, whatever you want to call it, and you have one representative from each market, and you meet in January. You have the calendar there. Every village, every town in the county gets one date in November, one date in December. And you may not change. 
But you could also run them later. I find they all run at the same time in the same hour. Right? So you all start like 10 and they're yeah. over at 3 or the, you know, the same. So you could, you could so actually start So what if you did one in the morning, start yeah. at 10, finish at 3, break for an hour and the new crowd come in. Yeah, you could do that. And, and an have evening, a 4 and till 7 like or 8 or something. Yeah. German markets all do evening that's stuff. Oh, and yes. even the Belfast the market does evening stuff as well. Like that's, that's a really big market. It is. And that, that's, oh, that stretches right And you could have evening. different products in the evening, more appropriate to evening. Mm. Well, you could have whatever you wanted out of it, but if it stayed Mm. open longer, you'd have more chance of hitting all of the markets on the same day. Absolutely, but also we're missing we're missing out we're missing out on the night trade, the local businesses, the cafes, the bars, the restaurants. Because talking to some people afterwards, okay, after the the Portlaoise market in particular, they were flying at three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, absolutely jam packed, and then boof, gone. Mm. It all disappears, yeah. And you're basically letting all that money walk out the door. Or it heads to a pub or it heads away. Yeah, I know. And that, yeah. Fitters yeah. off somewhere, yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? I know, for example, there were, um, like Andy Bergens had, uh, I think, the Big Spoon. They were playing at five o'clock in Andy Bergens to coincide with the market. And other pubs could do something similar. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's a it, great idea. It, yeah, and so you're you're in and out of places now. Obviously, you have to be, you know, COVID. Uh, you have to follow all the rules with COVID. And I know it 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 gives less room for maneuver for the organisers of markets. However, to have them all running on the same days at the same time just doesn't add up for me. It doesn't mm. add up because Especially when you're close together. I mean, it's not, it's not a massive county. You could easily make two or three markets in the same day. Oh, if absolutely. You're driving a car. No, maybe not cycling a bike though, John. Driving a car. No. You could definitely no. make no. it. No. No. No but I guess in all fairness, if you have three markets on in one day, um, really, the, the people who would be exhibiting at those other markets would probably be best served being in a place like Port Leash and making one mega market and mm. get the best revenue and best return out of it. That said, I know you'd have people from Stradbally saying, well, hold on for a second, what about us? But yeah, it's very hard. It's, one, it's a hard one to balance, isn't it? It is, yeah. Especially yeah. when we're trying to encourage new business and collaborations. I mean, it, so many of the markets or so many of the market stalls can't be at both markets. So you don't yeah. just have enough staff to, to physically get to both markets. But it begs the question, if we move, even some of the smaller ones and everybody agrees, and we move them all to Port Leash, where? Mm. Not the main street. And we were saying earlier on, Lister Square. Lister Square. I think it should be pedestrianised. And I know it's probably not a popular opinion among particularly the, the staff of Leicester Square, maybe. Yeah. But I think it should be completely pedestrianised forever and leave it at that. Are you talking about yeah. taking parking out of it altogether? Oh, completely, yes. Completely. Mm. Well, You'd have to provide other impossible. parking spaces within yeah. the town, wouldn't you? You would, of course. But you see, 75 to 95% of the town park in Lee Shopping Centre. That's right. true. If you look at, and, and the same, when Little opens up again, that's another bar, park. Yeah, wh- what about the other 25% of park over in Lister Square that uh, service those businesses in the, in the square? But are they servicing those businesses? Yeah, the put, only one I reckon is being serviced there properly would be Mulhalls, where people have stopped for mm. something to eat. You'd have, those, you'd have the few businesses in Lister House as well, so you'd mm. have Cafe Latte, um, John Hogan's Butchers, the, mm-hmm. the uh, chemist. Nah, I, 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 well, I, there'd have to be some. There'd have to be some provision for parking well, in Leicester Square. I can't take it out of it. Yeah, completely. But, but right now, Leicester Square is probably the most dangerous square to walk across. It, if you walk in a straight line across Leicester Square in any part of it, you have to walk through traffic eventually. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, you're going to walk across two or three lanes of traffic. Everybody leaving at once, and you're at jeopardy as pedestrians. Absolutely. So some of it needs attention for pedestrians. I think yeah. if you pedestrianise it, you could make it more. Involved. 
inviting because you could do other things within the square. It mm-hmm. could become a social place where you would hang out. And you know the way I love, there's a couple of towns in the country, Clonakilty have an amazing Italian ar- architect, um, but they have designed it so that people can sit outside. If you designed or did something like that with Lister Square, there'd be places where people would go and hang out and sit down and have a coffee or an yeah. ice cream well, or whatever. Well, on that, it, it is happening to some extent in Lister Square already. Mm. So around <laughs> around the bike stand, <laughs> there there is there bike. is there is spaces there where you can sit, yeah. which is great. And mm. um, the bike stand is great. All that uh, is an improvement. But a couple of weeks ago, I witnessed uh, an incident where the guards had to be called. Now, had the guards not been called, I would have phoned the guards because you had a driver park up, you know, where you have this walkway marked in the ground from all books Mm -hmm. leading down to Mull Halls. And there's a gap there just before um, the seating is, and off to the left you have the bike stand parked there. So all the pedestrians... All the pedestrians had to go left and right out into traffic. And right, of course, going right, you have that flow of traffic. You're right, you're walking right into the flow of traffic. It's not, it's not, it's not good. Um, the layout, uh, you could, I mean, I, I take Donald's point on board. Yeah. You, could, you could have a, a retain an element of parking there. But do we need all that no. parking? Uh, you do, actually. No, the more I think about it, because that really services the main street as well. Those parking spaces, they, those yeah. I mean, they're not there just. There has to be yeah, an alternative th- if you're going to do it. If you're going to pedestrianize, pedestrianize it, even half it, you, you have to offer an alternative for the cars. Because there's only 150 spaces or so on Little Square, maybe 100 even, mm-hmm. maybe less. There's so few that they had to open another car park space behind. Uh, Mull Hall Super Value mm-hmm. uh, near X oh, Division yeah. they, put a, they put a new kind of car park in there too yeah. which serves the vegetable shop the food and veg shop there I, and I mean on that point you'll see cars circling all the time in Leicester Square looking for a slot mm. it is impossible up. to get a parking yeah. space in fairness which probably makes it more uh, dangerous for the pedestrian so the solution then is to keep the parking space. Keep the parking space. I'd, yeah. I'd like to keep some of. But you could keep something like what Copenhagen does or Amsterdam does, which is shared space, right? Mm. So there's there's a handful of car park space. There's a clear path through for drivers, mm. but the pedestrian is king, right? So the pedestrian yes. has all the pedestrian mm. crossways, walkways are, are really clearly laid out. Massive penalties for breaking into those spaces. And it, be, it becomes a shared space where you're walking right beside the car that's driving, but you own the space. As a pedestrian, you're, you're the boss of it. That, that could work, actually. Which would keep the flow of cars going, you know, instead of demolished parking it for hours. If you correctly, it will work. Yeah. And it could bring extra business and extra footfall mm. to the businesses in the area, including the main street, not just Lister Square. But many mm. years ago, uh, Lister Square was used for Saturday markets. I remember as a kid going to Saturday markets and there was all stalls all around where Lister Square is See, now. That would be brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and like, uh, and it was. It was. It was a great buzz on a Saturday going down there, and they moved down towards where uh, that Polish shop is. Is a Polonaise down on Bridge Street? Polonaise, yeah. yeah, it moved mm-hmm. in there when Hamilton Motorcycles and all that was in in that area at the at the back there. It moved down there, um, but that was that gave a bit of a vibe to the town on a Saturday, as I remember it. But I, I was only a kid at the time. But um, yeah. it making more. Never mind taking the spaces out of it on a permanent basis, but certainly there's things that could be done on 
on what you might consider busier days like mm. uh, Friday and Saturday that to facilitate th- something like that yeah exactly and to expand on that leash taste market that's fabulous and gets a lot of football it does actually I, I yes. did actually buy a lot of things today at that leash market yeah. uh, honey again did you get your honey honey again honey gate oh speaking of honey uh, shout out to uh, Donny Delaney I, I got my honey from Donny there at the, at the Port Leash market on he didn't Sunday. get me any <laughs> Dor- I, Bob, sorry. I, my, my apologies. We could do the, the same next thing, time. The next um, time. The next Kildare time. Town, which I'm originally from, uh, the, the market square there was a market town. Mm. So there was always a market there. Every Thursday, the market there. But what they've done more recently, the last couple of years, is they completely pedestrianised one half of the square, the larger side of it, weirdly, the kind of side over towards or the, over over the, the cathedral, the hearts, over hearts. hearts. Yeah. They put in a really pretty. Um, Coffee shop there. There's another coffee yes. shop. The square the we have a square in Port Leach, but there's one in in uh, Killer Town. That also is there. So the two of them feed in yes. that. They put out some little tables and things around the place. It looks deadly, and there's no parking there. Did you no. see? Did you see they did something similar in front of um, Lawler's Hotel in Nace? Mm. Um, oh yes, they did too. Yeah, yeah. That, that. But they have that the commerce in that part of the town ruined as a result. I know, completely ruined. Yeah. Completely ruined. You can get it completely yeah. wrong. Yeah. So yeah. it works in Kildare, but I think they, I think Kildare took a few years to get it together. So it, they tried it; it didn't quite work because nobody could stop then. But they have that market. So they already so had we could that do space. Something like mm-hmm. that. Take a portion. Say if we looked on front of the banks there in that portion, because you can corner that off easily, mm. and do something there. The bit from the bank down as far as GameStop and around yes, that way, exactly. that little square, that square yes. 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 yes, and leave the Mulhalls end of it. And not just pedestrianised and just left, but pedestrianised with a plan for oh to yeah. bring in football and bring in a little area you could stay and have the cup of coffee or the mm. ice cream or whatever. Yeah. And, and cultivate tra- and nice attract outdoors. those people that you were talking about who yeah. parked in the shopping centre to come across. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, encourage them across. Yeah, street. Yeah. We yeah. took out the Blue Bridge. Remember the Blue Bridge? Yeah, gone. Right. So <laughs> but but this whole thing just begs the question too. Um, like the parking spaces that we do have in the town, are they mm. all being utilised? I'm thinking in 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 particular the, the the parking space at the back of Shaw's. Yeah, Shaw's and Lidl. Oh, I know this plan is coming. Shaw's and Lidl are joining up their car park spaces together. So the new Lidl is going to sorry, stretch we're, their we're being laughed at, or I've been laughed at off camera there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too expressive with my hands. <laughs> Looks good on cameras. No good on the on the audio podcast. No, no, going, no. What's no. going on? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> We're getting slagged here. But the but car park spaces are being joined up. Shaw's and Lidl's yes. car park are going to become one car park between the but two. can and I park the there if I'm going to the main street? Or could I park there if I'm going over to Lister Square for a cup of coffee? Well, I know Lidl was always 45 minutes. Yes. Uh, and they're but pretty strict on that. But do I have to be a customer? That. No. Do I have to be a Lidl no, you customer? Don't. Uh, no, you don't. But they do take your regs and it is pretty strict. I've seen plenty of so plenty mm. cars being right. uh, chained up there. But Shaw's are not strict. And I know that. Uh, they, they'd never have been. You could park there for the day and no one's going to touch you. That's just the way they are. It's just been yeah. happy. But now that if they're one car park mm. and it's run by a car park group, that might change very rapidly, which could narrow your car park's best. But then you have all across the front of the tax office, uh, the county council yeah. office is all car parking there. They've, they've blocked off the end of the county council office now, so there's no way of driving out of the streets. You can drive around the back of that. Mm. So that's all car park space. And they well. have that parking space where Primo you go up the ramp to it. Yeah. And they obviously built an underground car park and mm. then flooded and they couldn't use yeah. it. So that wasn't smart, but it's still there, though. <laughs> we could fix that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. everything is fixable. Put a roof on it. Yeah, Never. we could fix it with money. 
which and brings us on to swiftly no. onto a whole new topic here. <laughs> nicely done, Bob. Nicely done. You see the links. I'm we saw what you did here. there. It's good, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a massive board. I've been watching on YouTube. I have a huge board here beside me with lots of millions of euros written on it because uh, there's there's money been given out willy nilly. <laughs> no, it's not been given out willy nilly, but it's becoming it's becoming a lot of money over three years. Portly's going to get 120 million. Is that right? Yeah. Right. 120 million. Uh, and uh, 16 million of that to be spent in Port Leash. No. 6.5 on new houses. 56.5. Top right. Yeah. All right. There's yeah. so many things on the board. You need to draw a picture of this, Matt. For God's sake, you need to cut over to this. There's so many things yes. on the board. Yeah. Uh, but Move the bit. <laughs> the, the bit that I'm really interested in is where it says 750k redesigning Leicester Square to join the old new towns. <laughs> it's obviously a topic within the council as well that yes. they're going to spend money on joining this. Now, yeah. old and new town, what would you qualify that to be? The old town is within the. The, the, walls. The, the walls of yeah. the old fort. Okay, and then the new town then is on the opposite side yeah. of the main streets. Yeah, when you ever look at the um, census, it's uh, Port Leash, Urban, Port Leash, and Environs. Correct, yeah. And Port Leash Rural. Yeah. Um, so Port Leash Urban, I think, is obviously within, that's the old town. Because, um, yeah, that's it. And then it's the Port Leash. What is it? Yeah, Port Leash Urban is the old town. Port Leash and Environs is uh, anything mm. outside of that. And then obviously rural is out that. That I wonder in the town centre how many people actually live in apartments or flats. I know PJ and Eve are the only people to live up above their, their business on the main street, yeah. You must be first quiet there at night time, really. Can you imagine? But like living in that, if you think of that main yeah. street, main square, Leicester Square, all that area there where there could be places that people actually I'd live. Is anyone to actually live there? more social. Yeah. I'd love to. When you go into um, small little villages around the continent, you'll see the eating out, the mm. sitting out for coffee, people living is in the town, and the big businesses and the big shopping centres are outside. So I'd love to see something like that in Port Leash. And is there even apartments in the town? Like I'm just I'm trying to. On the main street opposite the bank. Is there what? Apartments uh, in the middle apartments. of the town. Or like. Well, there's, well, there's flats and. Well, there's a few flats yeah, going yeah, out. There's apartments there in Hind Square. That's right, yeah, there is a few there. Yeah. Right, uh, right yeah. at the back. Um, that's oh, yeah. all I can think of. Bloody hell. Off the top it's of weird, my isn't it, for a town of its size that we don't yeah. live in the middle of it? That there's not more in the middle. And of course, the, 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 the positive, if, if you had more people living in the town, I mean, basically, you, you've, you, you, could, you could have later trading hours. Mm-hmm. You could have, as Trudy mentioned, have people dining outside mm. later into the evening. You'd even encourage ordinary shops to stay open, news agents and yeah. so on to stay yeah. open a bit later yeah. as well, besides pubs. Like. Yeah. yeah. I suppose the fact that you can't buy a sliced pan on the main street in Port Leash is indicative of the fact that there's nobody living on it. That's it, yeah. I remember yeah. that there was a Londis, was the last shop, out, the actual shops I remember mm. was right there beside Abergavabra, there was a Londis there somewhere. That's the last right. one I remember being on the main street, yeah. it was an ordinary shop. Wasn't selling goofs or goods or whatever. But when we're looking at this list of numbers, is there anything that jumps out at people on this list here, probably five million quid for a library, but uh, is there anything that jumps out on that list that you want to talk about? Certainly the 120 million for housing over three years is, is, a, is a pretty big one, isn't it? It's a big number, isn't it? Isn't it? It's huge, Where's yeah. those houses going to be? Well, question, I, 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 I mean, it's not just going to buy that's land. That's countywide. That's countywide, well, yeah. Isn't there land there? At, um, the, the, what, the... Terra's land is that mm. going to be is that going to be used for? Terra's land was on yeah. that list. I saw it somewhere. Uh, One point nine million for Terra's land urban amenity. Well, okay. The, the problem with Terra's land, and I, I mean, I wish they went down this road. I mean, basically, the the plan is you're going to connect it up. So you're going to you, from the church, the school children can walk up, 
up to Strabley Road, down Downs Lane, and go out to the Gale School or the Educate Together School and Maryborough Schools, that campus. Sounds like dreamland. I no, mean, but, it sounds like a lovely but, thing. But I've, I, I've actually, you, you can walk down Downs Lane, you can keep going, and you come out, there's a fence there, and basically where uh, the retail park is, you know, Lismar mm-hmm. Retail Park, that's, that's where you come out. You're actually looking over where people are they're building up there now the other end of that mm. is the schools uh, educate together and all that stuff on one end of it. and i've seen they're ripping off a lot of the woods and trees and stuff that are just there at the end of that so are they already starting to connect those two up well see i haven't been down there in a couple of months but uh the last time the last time i was down there it was basically you know you could go so far and no further mm. because you're fencing then still is the case there but yeah. when they say the terrell's land amenity what what's meant by amenity? Is this the basketball what's going court to go now? in? Well, see, well, I mean, it, it would be the perfect perfect location for indoor sports facility. And is it geared towards the kids or adults or both? Do we know? We, I mean, we're not going to get in. It, is it a positive either way? Well, we're not going to get an indoor sports facility there. That's what Portlaoise Panthers are after. Is an indoor well and large? I, I, facility. Yeah, absolutely. In Portlaoise Panthers, I mean, for for just to explain to the viewers, I mean, they're 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 at they're at they're they're bursting at the seams. I mean, they're forty they're forty teams, wow. and they're they're operating out of St Mary's Hall, and some schools have um, sports facilities, and they're using those as well. I mean, the club to have to be running forty teams to have produced uh, international players, yeah. men and women, and now their first international coach as well, off a shoestring, off basically. Infrastructure that's not up to standard. It's an old hall now. I've seen it, but they, they they have done an incredible job on it. Mm. It's looking, but they may, they need a bigger facility, is what you're saying. Yeah, and that's they're the only going to get bigger. Yeah, but it's not only basketball. It's uh, not only yeah. we, we've we've had this we've had this debate before. For example, our badminton club, the Portlaoise Badminton Club, they have to go out to um, Vickerstown and handball as well. Vickerstown, Vickerstown, <laughs> that's yeah. gas. For the size of the town we have, that and the got population a town. in the town, yeah. yeah, and it's not only it's not only um, badminton, basketball, handball. We don't have a handball court. Sports like karate and judo and stuff yes. like that. Yes, well, gymnastics. Then, a lot of those are kind of private, smaller clubs and mm. smaller dojos. Yeah, but if, yeah. You ba- if you built a, a facility, an indoor sports facility, they could all use it. Yeah, everyone could use yeah. it. Yeah, we well, see. I think people have to kind of stand back now from the situation and they have to understand one thing, like Portlaoise will be a city. For sure. I've been uh, like a broken record on this for 10 years and people have been laughing at me. No, John, you're just raving as per usual. But you look around you now, I mean, there's houses being built. <laughs> I'm being too expressive with my hands again. Isn't it still the... We like your passion, John. Come on, sorry. Yes. Isn't yep. it still the fastest growing... Um, town in the country it is yeah, yeah. It i is. mean maybe, we're up we're up to Europe. about we're up to about twenty seven thousand. Mm. okay i think kilkenny city in, we don't in, have a swimming pool still not open sorry the well pool. on, on no, but on that they're they're looking they're looking for staff and it's like every business in the country they can't they can't <laughs> get know. staff so i mean check it out go on to uh, leashpeople.ie just what type kind in of staff jobs are they looking for it's all up on the website and just type in jobs and they're looking for staff so if anyone's listening so i got off interested? the phone i got off the phone to them today and it's basically we just want the staff get we want the staff and we're we're ready to go that's, that's a fabulous facility as well and yeah. wrong that it's closed mm. it is because the only place we have but is you ha- yeah but you have to have the staff 
Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you, I mean, all these facilities have to be adequately staffed. See, this is the other side. This is what the public don't see. What about uh, the old staff that were there, John? What about the people who lost their jobs? Well, see, this uh, is those people were um, were very upset at the time, so um, mm. surely they're ready. They were, to, actually. Yeah. They were quite vocal sure, about surely that. Surely they're ready to go. No? I mean, uh, presumably, I mean, they're still... Well, it's a very good question. But, uh, I mean, uh, what I've been told today is we're still looking for staff. What? Okay, must have a look that's, at it. No, don't, that's all I know. Mm. It'd be so nice I, to know I, where I'm, tell, I'm telling you and the viewers what I've been told. Yeah. And the staff. So if anyone's listening or yeah. watching, apply. they could go and but look But then there is apply. jobs going absolutely everywhere in Asia at the moment. Everywhere mm, yeah. you go in, there's signs. I was in Dunn stores, the big Dunn stores. They've got a massive poster walking through the front door. Mm. Just drop in your CV. We'll give you a job. <laughs> Just turn up tomorrow. There's a job there for it you. Is. Wow. Now, on, on the subject of Dunn stores, uh, very nice job done on the old, what we term the old Dunn stores. We call it Little Dunn's. Everybody's different Duns, name for it. I call it Goobays. On, on, on the Green Road. <laughs> on the Green Road there on the Mount Malik Road. Yeah, yeah nice, that's a site nice that needs a little bit more redevelopment as well. There's a couple of empty stores there. Paddy's news agents the longest I've yes. ever seen. The only, the only real news agent that's left in the world, I think, a uh, proper place got like a wall of news, uh, newspapers. Yeah, yes, newspapers from all over But the everything country. else is kind of missing. I know there's a hairdresser down there and there's, uh, the there's a cafe. cafe. Mary's Cafe mm-hmm. is down there as well. That's gone. It's is gone? that gone as well? Yeah. It's no way. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I've heard there's a chain... Coming in. Oh, great. Just what we need. Oh, that was lovely. I won't name names. <laughs> another franchise. But uh, that's another place that needs a bit of development. Do you say a bike shop there years ago? But it's gone. Stuart long. Hamilton, wasn't it? That's yeah. right, Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good little bike shop. That place. It was Again, actually. Everything was ravaged down that part. Of it. But it's good. When Dunn Stores, the anchor, obviously, of the group there, uh, redevelops, they'll, they'll, they'll do well. But any more money? So we're still looking at money on this list. <laughs> But where um, are these houses going to go? Yeah, these where are these where houses are and what kind them, yeah. of houses? Well, we have £76.5 million for new houses and repair old ones and £56.6 million for a direct building. I wonder are they going to I wonder are they going to re, I wonder are they going to buy houses that are being built or are they going to actually build them themselves? It'd be great to see the council actually Building, building a, a council building, estate. Building a council estate. Yeah, just like the good yeah but days. is that the right yeah. thing to do? I think so. Would you but care if you were homeless? Absolutely not. But yeah. I'd like to see mixed yeah. societies. Yeah, not just but, have people the same age with the same to be kids moving in. Mixed, like everybody yes. used to be. Yeah, mixed. but it takes time for that to happen. But now it's ten. Now it's this ten. I think it's ten percent or something. Of if a new yeah. build of an estate has to be ten percent of yeah. the houses has to be given over to. That's right. But that's uh, that's a great idea. But in it's, its just own way. it's just the limitations put on people that. Um, are trying to get into housing. Mm. Um, if you're, I think it's uh, if you're a couple with five hundred and twenty-one euro between you in a week, mm-hmm. you're gone. <laughs> Buy a euro. Do you know? I mean, between two people, yeah, it you really know, you're going to your boss and going, "Please God, don't pay me the, the yeah, one euro." I know. So then, don't yeah. Yeah. so then you have <laughs> lower my wages. So then you have county councillors encouraging people to give up their jobs and go on the dole, and then yeah. they're going, yes. then they go on a housing waiting yes. list. And they're on the housing waiting list for three years, and then they go into an estate where everybody, um, you know, if, if, if for instance it's a council estate, um, everybody's in the same boat. Yes. They're after been on the waiting list for so long, and you know, uh, it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy policy. It's, it's a crazy policy, and of course that leads to certain housing estates being stigmatized. That's more what I meant and by yeah. Stigmatized, yeah. and then you have this perception, real or not. The summer states have a lot of antisocial behaviour and a lot of problems with it. Mm. But yeah, it's a cra- it's a crazy system. There has to be a bit of balance. Yeah, 
But will we get it? Will we get it? Because we're, we're about to spend 76.5 million quid. Well, we definitely quid. need the houses if we are... The we definitely do around Port Leash. But I'd, I'd like to see it being spread across the whole of Leash. I, mean, yeah. I know Port Leash is a very fast-growing town. Everybody wants to live in a fast-growing town. Great stuff. But there, well, there's other places that we could do this with them to make, make that make sense yeah, for everybody that, to commute. That then falls outside of the green policy of people having to travel to... <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, but we'll go back centers. to last week or the week yeah. before. We're all going to live in cities, just a green policy. Um, viable public transport so mm. if the viable public transport an entire proper plan is put in place and the houses are a couple of miles or a couple of kilometers outside the town but there is public transport that can bring me into my job then timely public transport is yes my, always my problem yes. it's one thing having a bus that appears twice a day another thing having a bus that appears at the time everybody actually wants to go yes. into town everyone needs to be in work for nine o'clock so the bus needs to get there at eight fifty. i know but in, rarely in any part of this country does that ever really happen even in big cities like even in no. dublin or galway or no. anywhere yeah i mean public transport's i mean secondary. The, yeah exactly the best example of that is the 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 much lauded for whatever reason uh, train service between ballybrophy and limerick mm. that obviously serves uh, nina and ross gray Clock Jordan, okay, and Bird Hill. That's great. But if you looked at the timetable, now hopefully it's changed uh, since, but uh, if you looked at the old timetable, basically the first train, if you got jumped on in Ballybrophy going to Limerick, you'd get into Limerick at just after 11 in the morning. So if you had a 9 o'clock lecture, 10 o'clock lecture, 11 o'clock lecture, fit. it doesn't fit. If you had to be in to open up your shop, okay. Yeah, uh, not more. Customers are waiting. It's like the, the bus going to Carlo, to the IT in Carlo. It leaves in the evening 10 minutes before college finishes and it gets in there 10 minutes after college starts in the morning. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. That's Fabulous. A, I mean, what a wonderful service. Yeah. That's just ideal. Yeah, anyway, we're going to leave it there yeah. for one second because I'll bring in more guests in the next few minutes. So we'll be back right after this. And we're back. We brought in Eamon and Paddy to discuss more of these figures, these numbers, these crazy wild numbers. Put, put some taming on it, Eamon, for God's sake. Tell us what we're doing. I, I don't know what we're doing. That's the problem. <laughs> There's money coming in. 16 million was allocated to Port Leash, broken down into 8.7 million to develop the cultural quarter. Okay. 1.64 million for the low carbon town. 750,000 to redesign Leicester Square. Now, I don't know whether that's redesigned with a piece of paper or physically do the work. Three million didn't for the public realm. And what does that mean, public realm? I haven't. What I does that mean? Three that million mean? quid is going to be spent in the public realm. That's a clue. Paddy? I would imagine it's in kind of public projects that people will benefit from it. It could be like uh, statues, for example, or it could be uh, promoting uh, festivals and paying, subsidising festivals that are held in the town or mm. things like that. So the public realm could mean anything. Uh, it's kind of like... Um, it's like uh, it's a kind of that fund that you kind of, I won't say it's a slush fund, but it's a fund that you can use that's not <laughs> Rest defined. Rest yeah. <laughs> it's not defined. Uh, you use it at your own, at the discretion of the council, for example. But it, it will be put to public use. I, mean, I hope it does be used and I hand it back. Like, it, no, it won't 600,000 was returned for the retrofit, which was announced in the papers as well, which, like, the one thing you don't want to do is hand back money. No, you should never hand back money. That's no. one, one golden rule. But having said that, I suppose there's a genuine reason why it was handed back to Probably wasn't enough labour to do. Uh, that's a big problem at the moment. You know, like you can't get a builder at the moment. I, any youngsters coming to me now and I say, become a plumber, an electrician, a carpenter, a builder, because you'll be made for life. Mm. And it's, um, it's a big problem because I know people who are trying to even just get quotes 
for bank loans, not even to get the building work done and they can't get builders to even quote at this stage, you know. Mm. Or else they quote overpriced just because they don't want to do it. Yeah. That's well, the other thing too. Well, there is problems. But then again, I think prices have become inflated. Um, now that there's this big push on for retrofitting houses, the guys who are supplying the the materials have jacked up their prices. Anytime the government puts grants into something, the prices get jacked up straight mm-hmm. away. Or else there's a short supply, but it's all hidden in a big shed sitting in someone's back garden. Yeah, we're place. driving up the price even further. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the way we do it. And then there's 1.9 million for Turles Land Urban Immunity. Turles Land now is a bit of a grey area because... There is a demand for indoor space for hall, like as in for basketball or things like that. It should, like, I don't understand why we don't look at other areas around the world, success stories, to have put in accommodate, accommodation, have put in, um, you know, facilities to cater for, like a park and then an indoor centre. But how, not just the indoor centre for people in training, that it can be used for the, the older generations for maybe, you know, um, activities for them as well like that to keep it kind of going it's I don't know it's in the middle of the town like Polish you're on about uh, accommodation earlier about flats and apartments down to the, at this old school Creek 3 you know there is apartments going in there they're actually starting work at the moment construction wise and they will eventually put in retail um, like the money's pumping being pumped into leash like we can see we can see it it's going to happen it's growing and then gone quiet, am I? No, you're just drifting off the mic. So you're moving oh, your head. All right. I can, like, we can see it happening and all that. Like, we're the fastest growing county. We know all the kind of statistics that's been said. We're not going to get smaller. We're getting bigger and bigger. Are we putting the money in the right places? Are we looking at the, the, you know, we're looking after the future? Are we literally preparing to be bombproof as such? Uh, five million on library. I've been told that the library's going to be of, you know, there's more things and more activities you're saying, Donald. And the library, yeah, well, look at, I mean, I, I'm all for the library and, and, and any criticism of the library being built being built where it is, um, I reject that criticism, um, to be honest with you. Um, and a lot of people would talk, should go into the hospital or should go into housing. All that money should go into the hospital and housing anyhow, and I don't think it's a matter of that mm. or this. Um, I think the library is an absolute essential amenity in the, in the town. And personally, I, I, you know, I commend the council for, for, this, for this project. I say that now, but I have to see the finished product. But from everything I've seen and everything, everybody I've spoken to, this seems like a world-class facility that we're going to have in the middle of the town. So it is going to add value. There is going to be, not, instead no. of just reading the book, like there is going to be, you know, digital is going to be the way forward. Of Are course. They, you know, is there going to be a digital time? Of course there is. It? Of course there is. I mean, uh, it has to be. And I mean, we're not, we're not building an analog, we're not building an analog library in a digital age. I mean, it's, uh-huh. they're not, not even, not even Leach County Council would do that. So no, I think it's, I think it's. It's I future think, proofing it, are they? I, of course it is. And, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's. It's it's for the town and it's for kids coming through and you know I, I was just saying before we went on air um, that I went back to college in 2011 and trying to study in the library that we have at the moment was uh, near on impossible. Any time I was uh, in Mullingar on business, or, uh, there was a library in Mullingar that was just fantastic that you could just get so much done in it and you know you're just there wishing you had a facility like it in Portlaoise and now we're getting something like that and if you're a student in third level or second level. Um, or even primary school. This is. I think. I think this is a fantastic. Um, I think this is a fantastic project. And I just can't wait to see the finished finished product. Um, for me, uh, you know, um, it's just making use of the space that's there then as well. Yeah. And you know, the fact that it is where it is, it's bringing in uh, extra footfall to that area of the town as well. 
um, and perhaps, perhaps, maybe they might be able to pedestrianise that main street um, effectively. Um, Seems not to like, be a not, hot topic over the last few weeks. Well, it? not like the nonsense that went on last year, the pedestrianising it in the middle of a, a pandemic and a lockdown. It was, yeah. you know, it was the what was it for? Three weeks, four weeks? I, just, I don't know what it was for, but it was. I mean, it was it was grim. They also changed the flow of traffic, yeah. the direction of flow of traffic yeah. down. Uh, that kind of weird little main street or I mean, little side street that goes off that spurs off one side. I mean, you'd be surprised just how wide that end of the town is. If you ever look at old photographs, you see them on some of those Port Leash, yeah. old, share your old photos, websites mm-hmm. or, and Facebook pages. I mean, that's a very wide area down there. Um, there's so much more that can be done with that area. I mean, you have pharmacies, you have coffee shops, you have bars and restaurants down that end of the town. Now you're going to have a what we hope and I believe will be a world-class library down that end of the town. Yeah. I mean, people should be able to go out into, out into that space as a public as a public space, public utility there, and have even slides and swings for kids just um, so parents can actually sit, have their coffee. Um, a you one, know. A kind of a one-stop shop area and such. Like, yeah. to put the money into this, it needs to keep going in the main street. It needs to keep pumping money into whether they put a roof on it, look at the empty shops, how to rejuvenate them, look at kind of using the space on the main street. Like, maybe we could, can open up a space that's a general market all year round. Yeah. I mean, not just having it on specific times of the year. Like. Do you remember that was first, uh, that, that idea of putting a roof on the, the main street was first uh, was first flagged? I think it was by the late Kathleen O'Brien or late Jerry Lodge. I'm not quite sure which one of them it was. But and I remember they, they were they were the, the, the source of ridicule um, at the time, and hmm. I thought to myself, "Just that's not a bad idea." But I kind of kept it to myself because mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want to put my head above the parapet. Then I think it was in I was in Australia or Thailand. I can't remember where, and I came across the street with a roof on it, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a domed person. Not fully closed in. It was broken up. It was no the um there was like there was poles, huge big poles in the middle of the street, and each pole was painted green. And then on the top of it, the roof was actually flower petals. So oh, that, there was yeah. so that they were flowing in different directions. And you see the roof it, down it, in Waterford. There's a, there's I didn't actually street. know. There's a roof square yeah, in yeah. Waterford. It's yeah. it's triangular roof. But it is fully roofed, so there's yeah. a proper full size roof over the top of it. You could sit under it quite happily. Yeah, but it's to build a roof, but it's also. Like you can build the roof, no problem, but you need to still bring the footfall in. Yeah. To kind of use well, that. Build it and they shall come. We, but what can we put on that main Imagine street? for a minute if the courthouse was removed. Oh, that's a nice. Well, it's an eyesore, to and an eyesore. And converted into the, the county museum, for example, just mm-hmm. for talk's sake, because we're right beside the old town of Port Leash, okay? And I, I know that there's 8.7 million there for developing the cultural quarter. Well, that'll take in. The old town mm-hmm. of Port Leash and Fort Protector and all of that. So, for example, if you if you take um, the museum at that end, pedestrianise it down to the library, mm-hmm. and do everything you've just said here, guys. Okay, repurpose uh, houses and shops there, get people back living in the area, and then that ties in nicely with the old quarter of the town, and you have a new vibrant area in Port Leash straight away. I I agree with the roof. I was delighted to see you give Kathleen O'Brien a bit of a uh, a plug on that, Donald. You know, in your background, <laughs> but um, it was it was it's it's a good idea because we're after putting shopping centres outside the town everywhere, at the detriment of the centre of the town. And by bringing back in this kind of roofed-in area, you're effectively given the feeling of a new shopping centre effectively in here. But you can repurpose it for different things. You're repurposing a central area where, yeah. like Main Street, was always a central area too. Like previously we could buy a paper and things like that when we were going to school in the CBS and all it was 
it was booming like especially that, that end of town down yeah. where that square coffee bar is and down well, that, sure, I'm, down o- I'm old enough to remember all the traffic going from Dublin down to Limerick and Cork down that street to be mm-hmm. honest and with passing you. each other yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and around. people were able to park and go into Ramsbottoms or Egan's, into Keegan's yeah. or wherever there you know like, there was no issue at all mm. so yeah so what we're trying to say is like we all know that the main agenda is leash is growing leash is booming expanding we're going to be low carbon centre of excellence we have this. We have the population. We have the location. We have the skill set. We have everything to like. It's like everything. We have all the materials to build the house. But what house are we building? What's going to function? What's going to function for everyone? What's going to now? We're not going to be able to please. You're not going to be able to please everyone. No. But straight away, what can be done? What can get the ball rolling? And like we've talked about covering the main street. We've talked about repurposing. You know, giving new life to shops and units and things like that. That's not a big thing. Repurposing buildings is not a big thing. It's talking to the landlord, talking to maybe potential shops, businesses that maybe can collaborate, start off small and then expand and grow and develop, but well, also give the, like, we'll use the example of the old Ken Blacks down there. You know, you could actually put what, six, seven small retail units in that. You can go in one door and out the other. So you're going to still bring a flow of traffic down through it. And then businesses, when they get to a certain degree and they are making enough revenue, they can go into one of the closed shops that are there already, you know. And repurpose the mainstream. But if we're going to bring in more people, I mean, we're the fastest growing, Port Leash is the fastest growing town in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. Leash is the fastest growing county. We're going to bring more people in. We need to give more things to do. We need to give more focal points, people to go to things, community areas people can go to, which is where this roof street comes back into it again. It I is. Remember. But the, the, if you take, uh, I think John said earlier on, there was about 26,000 people in Port Leash, roughly. Mm. Um, we don't need everyone to one spot at the one time oh God, because no. then you have a problem because you have to spread them out around to the different facilities that are there and it's um, but you do need a focal point in the town too in fairness and and that is crying out to be made the focal point uh, for historical reasons for modern reasons and you know nostalgia sells and it's nice to go to places um where there is the old walls still, where there is mm. that kind personality, of... Personality, character. Yeah, oh. like even Kilkenny has capitalised on it big time. But they yes. throw a lot of food and drink into those areas. Like the People can sit down and appreciate. But then the main street of Kilkenny, where you're walking along, which is, it's sort of a shared space thing, yeah. to get this idea, like the, the foot road is nearly mm. the same way as the path. But every business is full. Mm. Every yeah. single shop front has a shop in it. Yeah. Like and everything is occupied. And even upstairs control, is They occupied. control the flow. You yeah. know where to literally push them around like. And one of the things that gives me a bit of confidence is that um, our current CEO, Leash County Council, um, was part of that planning in Kilkenny years ago. Mm. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that he has a plan, and that's why this level of money has been applied for and got, in fairness, because he has a track record. And I'm not here to praise the man for the sake mm. of praising him. Like, he has a track record. But he's very commercially focused as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, so from that point of view, I think we're going to see good things coming. I think so. I think we're blessed actually to have John Mulholland in Leash County Council, to be quite honest with you. He's um, very forward-thinking, I think, and commercially minded. So, Well, hopefully encouraging more businesses back into the main street and into Leicester Square as well, which is also missing a couple of businesses there too. But, but speaking on that about business and all that, we just need, well, not that we need, it's just for businesses that want to get into this, like, you know, you got the Leo there and all, but a lot of businesses are looking for ways of collaborating, as in talking to other businesses, as in sharing the cost, sharing the risk, sharing all that. We haven't got a think tank of people or industries or anything or a space that they actually can come in, 
off the street, knocking on the door and goes, hey, I'm thinking about setting up this business. Do you know such and such or anything like that? Any information? But in fairness, Eamon, I'll, I'll contradict you there a little bit in the sense that we spoke last week about the hubs yeah. and the, the local knowledge on the ground. I mean, you were telling us earlier before we went on air of, uh, and I'm not going to go into the full details now because that's not fair, but of someone who c- contacted you. He's still in the primary. Yeah, he contacted yeah. me too, yeah. Yeah, but he contacted you mm. and you were able to make phone calls and get things going. Now, how far that'll go, I don't know, but at least you were able to make things happen. Yeah. So there are people in the town here, like yourself, and other people in other towns around the county, they can make things happen too when people want to get yeah. that information. I'm, I do agree, like hubs are, like we all, we preach that now, the hubs are is probably the, a great place for them to go into to talk and communicate and see what you know who's in the area yeah. do you know any, you know what's going on can you recommend someone i'm new to the town and this was the contact around me yesterday they're not from the county they follow me on facebook and saw me on Insta or on linkedin and they made contact with me they came in here met me picked my brain looked for advice and i had no problem helping because I, I know you don't for them, you know? and, and 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 it's your intervention that may bring that business to leash yeah, and that's, this is a very big, influential business. Such, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So therefore, we do have people in the county that are willing to reach out and, and help the others to come in here. So there's a whole new mindset going on in the county here uh, at the moment. And you're part of that. And, and everyone in this room, in their own fields, are doing things differently than were done 20, 30 years ago. And they're not afraid to make the phone calls. They're not afraid to put their neck out on the line there to try and help someone. And, and that's what we need, and we have it at the moment. So I, I actually see all this money coming in as being great. It is great, yeah. Uh, because now there's a confidence and, a, and a, a, in leash that wasn't there before. There's people able to go out and, and get the money to come in now. It still has to be utilised well, but uh, you don't get... I, I've seen some of these plans because we apply for state funding ourselves in the MDA here in Maumelic. And you don't get money just for the sake of getting it. You do have to have good plans in place. And for Leash, Leash to be able to get that level of money, it's shown that there's an air of confidence there at state le- at, at national level that Leash can deliver the goods based on this seed capital. It's hopefully going to be bigger companies are going to take notice and go, geez, Leash are getting a lot going on mm. down there. Maybe it's time that we probably get our foot in the door as well. Well, it's up to our local politicians then to sell that hard to yeah. those, uh, to the IDA and to, uh, to 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 businesses coming into the country as well. So, I mean... Remote business, remote business moment on LinkedIn. I mean, I got th- another 30-odd jobs this morning. Well, did you apply? Uh, it's all remote. Every one of them is remote. Nobody wanted to go in to work yeah. anymore because they don't know if they're going to be Just, open You see what was on the news was, was it yesterday before. They're saying that uh, the traffic in Dublin is 1% lower than it was post-COVID. Pre-COVID. Or pre-COVID, sorry. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, it's still, and even though the government announcing that remote working is, you know, you should be remote working at the moment if possible. I don't think it's happening. There's very few people doing that. I was in Dublin pretty much every day this week, I think, and last week. Um, the traffic is way lighter. I don't. I don't know where they're getting those figures from. I don't either. No, there is ridiculous. There is ridiculous as the, the 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 figures they gave when there was protests against the water charges, saying there was three hundred people out and looking. I think uh, there's someone uh, sitting on the bridge. They wait about an hour. No one's looking. They go off for a couple of hours and just multiply the numbers. I don't believe. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, I don't believe those numbers. I, I can see it for myself. Yeah. I can see it for they myself. They work by. They yeah. get paid by the job, not by the hour. So they're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now no, the only I seen the N7 the same. Even the 
base road, long mile road. It's much lighter. It's much lighter than it used to be. It yeah. used to be it used to be backed out to the red cow there for ages. You can, you can use the past note lane, which is amazing. Yeah, and, and I'm yeah. I'm dealing with businesses in Dublin city centre at the moment, and footfall and uh, particularly coming out of offices is non-existent. Um, uh, I used to work for I used to work for a company called Compass, who were, it was the world's biggest contract catering company, and they would do the food uh, staff feeding p- programs for Google and um, Pfizer and companies like that. Um, and there's guys who used to work there as well who have gone to competitors like Aramark and ISS, and office blocks are just empty. There's eleven and twelve people in it, and they're just facility management. Um, they're just facility management workers keeping that machine running while yeah. they're waiting for the the the, the people to come back. Um, but are the people coming back? I mean, will they don't will, want to? Like well, a lot see, wants to go back to that. Well, nobody does. But uh, I mean, there's there's still that there's still that con- that culture of presenteeism, you know, um, know where where, where they want they want people in the offices. Um, it's just it, that's never going to leave. So hybrid working is the new thing. Isn't it? it is, yeah. Regard, yeah. Well, listen, remote working is a very let's just say it's a very um, mixed word. People think that you're working out in the bog. <laughs> yeah. remote working you know yeah, yeah. well uh, do, just uh, Don Lando's offices in Dublin I mean there's two ways of looking at that there's an age group that loves want to go to the city they'll want to hang out in nightclubs at night and have the life and then uh, then after a few years they'll settle down and they'll want to live in a nice house down the country that they can afford to live in but f- there's always going to be that age group that will want to live in a city yeah. somewhere mm. but there's that other age group that don't want to live in the city and they want to live down here but they want the, the salaries and the jobs that are based in the city you but want they want to be closer to home yes yeah. and um, they want to be able to afford to live too in fairness mm. I suppose once you get that mortgage and have kids and things like that you, you've you have no money anymore mm-hmm. so you need to go sure. somewhere that you can afford and that's what's down the country and that's where our our remote working hubs and things are working are, are the solution but those those places that are empty at the moment there will always be a generation that will go through the phase of wanting to be in the bright lights and yeah. things like that now my only problem with the money coming into uh, leash here at the moment and I, I suppose i'm being a bit parochial with it i think port arrington and mount Melick is getting a, a, a small amount of that um pie and there's million. other towns then like rat down and, and, and Abbey Leaks and Burst Nashry and that and get, are getting nothing that mm. I can see other than if it fits in with um, if it fits in yeah, with houses million. being built and things like that you're getting a million each two million. no there's no guarantee it's two oh, a million nice. each <laughs> like no. if you think about it um Mount Melik at the moment probably needs a couple of things, and, and one of them a bypass. A, a bypass. bypass. <laughs> well, anyone got money for a bypass? Mount Melik needs a bypass. Yeah, it it does need traffic flow control. All right, of, of and some flood barriers as well. If anyone's got flood barriers, now that's too, a separate yeah. issue, and that's been there is money allocated for that. In fairness, so um, and that's progressing, um, but there's things like. Um, do you know like the uh, public maybe this is where the public realm money comes in but it's confined to Port Leash as far as I know that 3 million in the public realm yeah it's part of the 16 million for but Port like Maumelic had uh, an old canal it had an old railway station okay now I'm just I'm going to ignore the railway station for the minute and focus on the canal there's there's it's crying out that the old harbour and canal should be dug out for about a kilometre out along the route of the old canal and turn that into an amenity for the public water amenity so you mm. can boating swimming all of that in it Outdoors, and it would be a lovely tourist attraction because you can have an old barge to so dredge it and widen it, or just dredge it, just dig it out, yeah. like bring it back to the original, but just only go about a kilometer out the road mm. uh, with it. So it's there, kind of like it's it's representing that historical past. And and as Eamon said on one of the podcasts about if there's a barge on it, it can be Airbnb can during be, the yeah. winter months, you know yeah. what I mean? So, from that point of view, uh, something like that 
we could do with having money. Obviously, the traffic issue is a major issue in, in Mount Melly, and it needs to be dealt with. It used um, to be worse. I know when we were all travelling here, there and everywhere, Mount Melly was an awful bottleneck. But it's going to get back that way again. It is. Trucks it and is. buses and stuff are going to just murder that town again. And, um, well, it depends if we can get fuel and afford the fuel <laughs> to be able to do it, you know, in fairness. 180 litres, not funny anymore. No, it's not funny at the moment. <laughs> and, um, like, that's, that's, that has a knock-on effect then for people. Um, food, uh, the cost of living, everything is going through the roof. And that's going to have a huge negative effect on the economy. And we're just going to have to do something about it. But, like, if you take... I'm going to change the subject now slightly, go back to the housing here. I see there's 120 million for housing. If that 120 million, if you strip out the VAT out of that, just for wanting, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. So you have 100, if you have 120 million X VAT mm. and don't charge the VAT or claim back the VAT on it, um, it's going to make a huge difference. But A, the, the extra number of houses that you can either retrofit or rebuild, also to the cost of people trying to buy these houses. Because at the end of the day, the state doesn't want to be left with a whole lot of houses that it owns. Let people own their own houses, but let them be affordable for people to buy. Take the hit on the VAT and accept the fact that you're going to get uh, PAYE taxes out of the people working on it. And mm. let that be the only tax you take off it. Yeah. And, 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 and make those houses affordable people. Because I, someone was telling me yesterday that an average house price in Dublin is 450000 <laughs> Who in the name of God can afford to pay that for a house? Like, you know? And even down here now, I suppose you're looking at the goods of 200000 220000 for a house. If you've got a house for that, I'd, I'd say more. I say no, at the, mo- at the moment the there's dads bidding up to two eighty three hundred and didn't have to spend a further sixty eighty thousand on them. And then yeah. new t- first time buyers can only buy new houses with yeah. first time no buyer brand. So yeah, but there is no new houses. There's no new houses, so they, they can't buy anything. Yeah, so <laughs> like uh, a house well, shouldn't new, have new to cost that kind of money. No. In fairness, it's only bricks and mortar at the end of the day. And there's thirteen houses in leash at the moment to rent in leash, not poor yeah. leash, leash. But then you've 13. got thirteen. <laughs> you you got the bureaucratic Jeez. stuff. Then like I, it could cost you thirty five thousand to get the your ratings on your house, whether it's an A B or see which are it's your you know the way to do this testing of maybe, air maybe testing and all that yeah, like, that's ridiculous see these houses in Clonrusk as well um there, there's a bunch of houses up in is it Clonrusk Abbey? Clonrusk Abbey, yeah. yeah that um have the, the contract has run out and the builder now can just put them on the open market as well so um coincidence isn't it <laughs> Isn't it just? Well, I, I, I think I think he was blaming um, he was blaming a shortage of staff or materials as well. And on well, Brexit first, and then COVID maybe after. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always a good reason. There's always a good reason. Yeah. Anyway, we have to cut back to uh, round up the news for the rest of the evening. So we'll be back right after this. So we're back, and we're back with uh, familiar faces again, so I want to introduce them a second time. But we are going to cover one thing that's coming, Trudy's going to bring it to us, which is TP Adventures. Explain, Trudy, what this means. Well, I think um, we've been speaking about collaboration for about three weeks now, and we all need some really good news. It's on everyone's mind, though, collaboration. It's very important. Absolutely. Well, it is, isn't it, it really? (laughs) So TP Adventures Ireland, um, if anyone wants to look it up, tpadventuresireland.ie. And um, on Instagram at the moment and Facebook, you'll see Ed's new announcement. He, at the moment, is based in the hills in Wicklow, just outside Lara, and um, he is moving... Well, he's not moving. He's expanding to Leash. He's from Mellick and he's expanding to Ballykilcavan. He's coming home. 
he's coming home. He's been working on this for a long time and I can't really say too much, but watch that space. So watch Bally Kilcavan and watch Ed. And what he runs in Wicklow um, stems from a love of outdoors that Ed has. And it's like an outdoor adventure camp with an educational twist. So it's groups, it's large corporate companies, it's families. Um, obviously, there's TPs involved. Um, there's outdoor dining, there's foraging, there's um, mindfulness, there is forest bathing. So he's going to be doing this, but he's trying to expand all around the country. But the biggest trail will be around Leash and the first start of it will be Ballykilgavan, hopefully in the new year. Nice. That's yes. good news. That's good. That's new jobs coming. Into yeah, areas, absolutely. Right? And he is looking to collaborate. He will involve... Um, Tourism, arts and crafts, food producers, obviously David. So he's looking to collaborate with lots of people. So really watch that space and see what he's putting up. He's a really good guy. Good. It's good to see people coming home. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon, Donald? Sounds, go- sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> new job Look, opportunities. Looking forward to seeing it, yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, good to see something new come to the country. What he well, has so. in Wicklow is absolutely phenomenal. It's mind-blowing. It really is. Right. So it would be amazing if you could even get a small bit of that. And he's using um, a lot of David land, David's land over there in Ballycalcavan. Oh, so right. he'll do lots of things. That's the with brewery it. area. That's the brewery area. Deadly campsite <laughs> in a brewery. He's also, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> there's also an, uh, a full orchard out there in Ballycalcavan. So he's going to develop the orchard. Exactly. That's, that's where I was <laughs> thinking. So David Sorted. might expand as part of this as well. David, we need a sample of your cider. If you're ever going to make something <laughs> <laughs> on the show, if you fancy sponsoring the show, just get in touch with us anytime you want. Uh, John, you have a few shout outs to do. Yeah, more good news on uh, just following on from Trudy there. Four uh, leash companies uh, are up for an award or awards in this year's Generation Apprenticeship Employer of the Year. So, a shout out first of all to uh, Damien Campion, uh, Damien Campion Electrical Limited. Well done, and Damien. Well done. Well done, Damien, and all the staff there. Um, to a uh, big shout out to, uh, again, Tommy Buggy, uh, property partners there in the Market Square in Port Leash. Well done, Tommy, and all the staff there. They're up for the award as well. Um, Jared McGee, Allwood Architectural Joinery. Uh, so well done, uh, Jared, and all the staff there. They're up for the same award. And who else? Now there should be somebody else. I don't want to leave anyone out. I'm sure there was a fourth one. Oh, the ESB. ESB Networks, shortlisted in the large enterprise category. For Leash. For Leash as well. Right, okay. So, four, four Leash companies. Well done. Now, I have a further, before I forget now, I have a further shout out to, firstly, to Laura Devoy from Stradbally, based on, she's attending uh, Mary Immaculate College in Limerick. Great old spot. And on the basis of her Leaving Cert results, she got a scholarship valued at €2,000. So well done, Laura. And just down the road in Timahoe, Kira Brennan, the same. She got a €2,000 scholarship as well. Congratulations. So well done. So uh, the, obviously they, they breed them very, very smart out in Strabley in Timahoe. Is that right, Donald? <laughs> Un- unlike the Taudis. So the future is bright, John. <laughs> Won't box on, yet now. Come on, Tommy. Come on. They're very come bright on. people in Port Leash as well, you know. They are. Yeah. They are. But fair play to those two. Well done. Yeah. Well, yeah. the future Anthony's is bright, business. isn't it? Well so done. if these awards are existing businesses and hopefully these two girls will be two of many coming on. Where are those future. awards being held? Do you know? 
That I don't know, and I should know, mm. Donald. It's a good question. Sounds like a oh, great night. Oh, That's a wonderful question. That we're it really missing. is. <laughs> if only he'd done any research. <laughs> <laughs> finally caught him. Oops. Oops. Well, I thought we were yeah. all heading to it. <laughs> yeah. We could it's always have it in Ballykilcavan. Everything else has happened in Ballykilcavan. It is now. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That is for sure. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for joining in the show this week. Everybody who's been, and Donald, our guest in tonight. And we will be back again next week for another show. Cut up to the Christmas. We're running out of time. We're also needed to get a sponsor on board. If you're interested in sponsoring at any point, or you want us to come along to your business trade show or something that's happening, get in touch with us on the show as soon as you possibly can. Thank you very much for joining. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.